if I could teach you one thing about nutrition, what would that be? Kia ora, I'm Janet, a qualified personal trainer, nutrition coach and mum of four boys. You're listening to The Riggs Ramblings, a podcast that is a space and a place for you to be while we explore the non-bullshit approach to nutrition, exercise and all the bits in between. I have a huge passion for movement and ordinary people achieving extraordinary things. So we'll have some adventures and we'll be joined by some epic guests along the way who will share their wild journeys through this thing we call life. Let's crank on into it. Welcome back to another episode of the Riggs Rambling Podcast. This is episode number 24. Today we're going to dive down into the protein and fibre. More likely uh, and more so uh, protein than fibre, however, and we're going to get just a little bit sciencey here. So we know that protein is making a comeback, I guess we could say, in popularity most recently as the marketing for supplements and Um, collagen especially I suppose you could say has really really taken off and we kind of learned through a lot of research that protein is one of you know it's one of the three macronutrients but how actually vital it is to us especially athletes as well in our everyday dietary intake it has been woefully underrepresented in the in the past and that's generally because of the fad diets that have been around high carb low carb high fat low fat you know, sugar, no sugar, essential. And protein was always sort of, I guess, left out of the equation a little bit. But it really has evolved a lot. The information, I mean, has evolved, not protein that's remained the same. And we've learned so much. And that's the thing about nutrition is nutrition is science and it is based on research. And we are always researching things and learning from our research and the beauty of what we do through our research and our science experiments is that we need to prove a point and that's why science is constantly changing and it really frustrates some when there's no definitive response I suppose you could say like yes this is the answer right now but that might change tomorrow when we learn something new and essentially too this is what anti anything will um, the antis will hang on to is they don't want it to change. They want a solid answer and that to be it for life. However, if we're not constantly learning and evolving then and changing uh, to go with the times, to move with the information and the research we have, then we're not doing ourselves a full service really. And to be honest, the day you stop learning is the day you die. So if you happen to be getting your advice from somebody who tells you that it's black and white and that this is the answer, then I'd probably be looking into where they're getting their information from. Any information or things that I talk about are not black and white. It is not the definite answer. Things are always changing. Research has always been undertaken. And so that's what science is. We retest and retest and we redo and we relearn and we explore things so that we can prove it. We've got to constantly prove that it's right or even constantly prove that it's not right. And from that we're going to, we learn, don't we? So protein is a bit of a big deal. Uh, it is very sciencey, I, spe- I suppose you could say. Um, but what is it? So protein is the is amino acids, um, isn't it? And so you've learned from the past that um, you know there's nine essential amino acids that we need for 
our daily intake are the most significant source of getting the full profile of those nine amino acids is from dairy, uh, meat and animal-based products as such, and that plant-based is... Um, does not have all nine, so they need to be paired with each other. Uh, when you're pairing your non-animal you know, product one, so your plant-based, uh, don't pair them with collagen. It just, you know, it's just a shady, lower second cousin that you don't want to have that much to do with. It's been a marketer's dream. There are shed loads of people out there making a shed ton of money selling you collagen products that you do not need. Our bodies are incredibly smart. They're powerful the uh, right down to a cellular level we can do smart things but the one thing that we cannot do is we cannot ingest collagen in our body and our brain cannot go right that's going to the fingernails that's going to the hair that's going to the elasticity in the skin today that's just not how it goes it is not a superior protein product it is a marketer's dream so yeah maybe think a little bit twice about buying that collagen supplement you just simply quite actively don't bloody need it um, but yeah, so there are a few other nutrients that have captivated the um, attention of general um, population, the fitness enthusiasts, fitspos, athletes, nutritionists and um, the like, and it sort of moves deep, more deeper than just the dietary protein and their specific amino acids. It is a multi-billion dollar industry, the supplement um, industry. When you combine that with recent dietary trends emphasising you know, the proposed virtues of a higher protein intake, then we, um, you know, we have a little bit of a perfect storm on our hands, don't we? Um, it's been incredibly vital for many, many years, especially for power athletes, how you know, the greater emphasis on um, protein helps them to manage their recovery and their body composition however we're now finding that it's filtering down to all sports and modes and also filtering down to our everyday life as in normal non-active people as such as well as everyday human beings so it's quite critical to understand uh, how much we require because women especially are woefully underdosing themselves in protein Baseline is 0.8 to 1.2 grams per kilo of body weight per day. For me, for a female uh, athlete every day or a female person, just a female, 1.2 to 1.4 is what I would recommend. And if you're in an athlete that could go anyway, anywhere all the way up to 2 to 2.2 grams per day, especially if you're doing heavy weightlifting or endurance. Um, however, you know, that can be really hard to get. And where do we get it from? Um you know, that's where we need to make sure that we're adequately getting it from our animal sources. If we are a plant-based athlete, that you're combining those plants-based foods so that you're getting that complete um, profile. Um, we also have to make sure that we don't get a little bit too simplistic here, especially when we're dealing with an athlete, that we just aren't trying to work out their protein requirements from their daily intake alone. Um, the metabolic response of protein is dependent on so many factors, including the distribution of protein throughout the day, the individual dose at, e at every meal as such, because there is such a thing as protein timing, which I'm probably not going to go too deep into here. 
Um, and the amino acid composition of the proteins that have been taken in, plus the digestion rate and the total energy intake. So remembering that protein has the same calorific value as carbohydrates at four calories per gram. However, through the thermoneogenesis, the thermal effect of digesting food, we utilize more energy while we're digesting protein. So that's something to remember. Um, we also have to think about the types of training that's been under taken you know the outcomes of the training the training stimulus and the statuses of the athletes whether they um, are trying to hold weight lose weight or gain weight um, if changes in body composition are desired so like weight loss for general pop um, that can also influence the dietary protein intake of which is recommended so sort of both when attempting to facilitate um, skeletal muscular hypertrophy, so hypertrophy being muscular growth, the size of the muscle is growing. Um, yeah, or, and ultimately going through fat loss, we kind of really have to work out what, what we want and, and how much and when. So the timing of protein intake can be just as important as, as the total intake per day. Consumption of large amounts of protein at any one time merely stimulates the digestion and oxidation of protein synthesis. So what does that mean? Um, it just means that we're kicking it off, sending it to the right place, utilising the protein for the right things. Um, yeah, so any foods that are rich throughout the day can sort of enhance the adaptions that are going to go on um, within our body. So timing for athletes it can be crucial it was always recommended that we hit protein within 30 minutes of a hard training session it uh, now sort of sometimes that window can even be brought into eight hours within it actually there's so many differing types of research that has been done on this um, no none are right none are wrong it just gives you a broad aspect and bigger picture but protein for for athletes especially we kind of want that window to be that little bit shortened and endurance athletes there's new research out there that kind of is even suggesting that intake of protein throughout your endurance event can help to lead um, your muscles to recover far quicker post and also utilize it for energy if your carbohydrate stores have run out uh, they used to always recommend that if you're just a, if you're a weightlifting that you could sort of uh, have your protein intake before you hit the gym so that when you've done your workout that that protein is in there in your system in the, in those muscles ready to synthesize oxidate and uh, stimulate the repairing of your muscles muscular growth and hypertrophy uh, yeah so then what why do we then have you know supplementation so you know there's a huge hype in the old supplements industry gosh i mean it's it's a billion dollar billion and billions upon billion dollar industry um however you know we do need to also acknowledge that for some people especially someone like myself sometimes we just actually can't eat enough protein and we do need to supplement it um higher priority should um always be given to you know the recovery of our you know carbohydrates etc 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 however you know we do need to keep our protein intake um up there and you know high protein intakes when um you know utilized during sustained um and prolonged exercise as such has actually been associated with um 
yeah, faster recovery, as I said earlier. What we do have to be quite mindful too, though, is if we do have too much protein intake, especially while actually exercising for long periods or lengths of times like endurance, is that it can actually, protein can have a huge stimulus on GI distress, so gastrointestinal distress, aka you're either going to puke or poo, uh, neither of which are ideal when you're um, exercising long distances around other people or don't have somewhere to go to get rid of the spoo or the poo. Uh, yeah, so we kind of want to avoid GI distress, don't we? If, uh, so this is about athletes. So then general population, if you're um, just starting your nutritional journey and you're just sort of starting to understand protein, some of this has probably gone over your head because it's kind of dived a little bit into the athletic uh, response from our protein so just in every day then like why uh, do we have to worry about our protein so much um, what is that going to give us if your, if our journey is to maintain lose or put on weight so protein help keeps us full for longer like I said earlier it has um, a you know thermal effect needed to digest so it takes longer we use more energy to do so keeps us full for longer, it keeps our bones dense, our muscles strong and healthy and what's the beauty of all of that combined? Well if you're in a weight loss situation you don't want to be starving do you because starving is going to lead to overeating, uh, it can really really help keep our satiety on point. Um, yes yeah, so and so yeah where are we kind of going to get that from like you've already heard heard me speak about it coming from animal sources or it coming from our plant base um yeah so our high value sort of proteins our meat our poultry seafood eggs dairy products they provide us ultimately and approximately with two-thirds of our protein intake if we're sort of eating a typical western diet other sources where we can get it from um, are things like our cereal products, so our bread, pasta, rice, legumes, our breakfast cereals. They can they couldn't sort of contribute up to one third of our daily protein. They are a little bit lower in their values, but they have protein nonetheless. So remember, we're trying to build it up to that, you know, one point two grams per kilo of body weight per day. Everything adds up. Everything has a value. Everything is relative. If you are in a larger body, we could scale that back to one gram per kilo of body weight per day as well. So 100 kilos, 100 grams. If you sort of think about 100 grams of chicken breast is 30-ish uh, grams of protein, in one chicken breast you've sort of kind of almost hit a third of your daily um, requirements. So try not to overthink it um, too too much we can get quite technical and get it right down to grams that we need per meal and um and whatnot and yeah we kind of just want to keep thinking of that bigger picture don't we like we want to keep our sources really high and of good quality um and we want to keep it achievable so remembering anything about a successful diet it has to fit into your life it has to fit into your income bracket it has to fit into your capabilities it has to fit into your emotional well-being as well so yeah that's me touching a little bit on um 
you know, this a little bit more sciency of protein. I mean, it really, really, really goes quite in depth, and even more so in depth if you are an athlete that needs it. So I've kind of touched a little bit on athletes. I've kind of touched a little bit on um, our general pop, and yeah, it it is huge. It is a lot of information. As I said, it goes right down to cellular level with our mitochondria which is a you know the powerhouse of our cells it's just mind-blowing and not everybody needs to know that much not everybody needs for it to go down that whole in-depth um sort of knowledge but you've just got to know how important it is how underrated it is and why we should and why everyone's sort of bleating on about it i guess um yeah and so Let's add a little bit of fibre. Why do we um, need fibre in our diet? Um, well, the recommended daily dose for females of fibre is between 24 and 28 grams, and for men is between um, 28 and 30. Um, what is fibre? You know, soluble and insoluble fibre, so that will depend on your sources um, clearly. Um, what? Why do we need it? So it helps keep us regular uh, fibre. It helps to keep our bowels nice and clean. Uh, it helps to digest our food. It helps with our um, insulin response. Again, not a thing unless you have type 2 diabetes. I'm telling you this because it exists. It is 100% normal. Um, you don't need to do anything um, else about it. But it's um, we, So what is fibre? Well, it's a type of carbohydrate. Interesting. It's very important, and people are mocking carbohydrates. But anyway, um, unlike most normal carbohydrates, however, our bodies are not able to break down and utilize fiber as simple sugars. So, remembering our carbohydrates are for our energy, it goes into our cells, it provides us with um, energy, it is a good thing. So, fiber doesn't give us the same energy, and it passes through our small intestine undigested. So, um, foods rich in fiber. Um, can go sort of right through us. So where is it found? In plant products. And as I said just briefly before, soluble and insoluble. So soluble fibre, it acts like a sponge. It absorbs fluid um, and it does this um, by making the bowel content softer and able to be moved through more easily. It helps to lower our blood cholesterol and improves our blood glucose Control. So like I said before, our insulin response, it helps to bring that sugar spike down. Um, again, a sugar spike is normal. Um, this is part of your metabolism. It happens. It is important. Leave it. Don't do anything about it unless you have diabetes. Uh, insoluble fiber, it kind of acts as a bulking agent, um, which with soluble fiber helps to keep us regular. Its effect is useful in the treatment of conditions such as constipation, diverticulitis, and hemorrhoids as such. So high fiber foods are bulky and filling, so eating them at each meal will help regulate our appetite and our weight management. Um, some of these can be prebiotic, uh, which means they can um, aid the good bacteria in our gut. Um, so while we humans can't digest or break down our fiber, the bacteria in our gut can. So the good bacteria that we are boosting uh, helps our body with several different processes, including blood sugar control, immune function, and helps our brain to think. So eating a wide range of plant foods provides us with all the different types of fiber, which supports our, our um, gut, good gut bacteria, and well, we essentially will thrive. 
So our foods that are rich in soluble and insoluble fibre can be, but are not limited to things like oats, our legumes, especially beans, um, lentils, dried peas, vegetables, uh, really good sources of it, uh, veggies like broccoli, Brussels sprouts, uh, carrots, potato, kumara, and in our fruit, especially things like pears, apples, citrus fruits, stone and berry fruits. We can actually also um, increase the fibre that we uh, intake by leaving the skin on our fruits and veggies. So, you know, you don't have to peel everything, just wash them. Leave that skin on, it's got that bit of roughage, it goes down like a bit of a um, nail brush, I suppose you could think, um, down the bowel and through the intestine and clean sides of it. Vitally important, really, really good for us. Um, our insoluble fibre that is the clearly insoluble, so it doesn't dissolve in water, that adds bulk to our stool. Um, these are things like our breads, mixed grain, wholemeal, our wholemeal cereals, our whole wheat pastas, rice, um, especially brown rice, corn, so cornmeal or polenta, and our fruits and veggies. So um, a good thing to know is that fibre is increasingly being add, added to our processed foods as well, so like our breakfast bars and um, cereals and stuff like that, so we can get that added content from there. However, we really should um, aim to get most of our fibre from our whole foods. Um, yeah, so... Why are we sort of pairing our um, protein and fibre in the same conversation? Um, well, because we want to always be satisfied. We don't want to be hungry, do we? And if your weight loss is a goal for you, then um, fibre is most definitely going to help keep you full for longer. If you are an athlete, which this is also for a what this is about this is you know if your fiber is going to help you to digest all the food and it's really going to help you to maintain your intakes of all of your macronutrients and help you with your performance so a we don't want too much of it because you'll get the shits and b you don't want too little of it or you won't have the shits both pivotal pivotable pivotal pivotal in your everyday um lives aren't they really it's essential really so how can we get more fiber into our diet so we want to aim for at least five servings of vegetables per day and at least two servings of fruit so you know that's seven servings if you add them together so yeah leave the skin on as it contains pretty much most of the fiber and try to not go down the whole juice wagon path as they kind of contain little to none Choose good sources of our whole grain varieties of bread, cereals, rice and pasta. If you are baking, you could use half white or half white and half um, wholemeal. You don't have to, but you could um, have a high fibre breakfast, which is like porridge, anything that is oat based or muesli. Uh, you could increase your fibre by adding oat bran or wheat germ, nuts, seeds, especially sunflower, sesame and pumpkin. They're really good um, sources of fibre and fr fruit, either fresh or canned. Don't be a snob. You can have canned fruit. It's yum. Uh, you could try adding chickpeas or kidney beans, lentils to soups, casseroles and or salads if you um, like. Um, yeah, and if you are managing to bulk up your diet with fibre, do also make sure that you drink lots of water because fibre absorbs water, as I said about earlier. Um, yeah, so not diving too deep into the breakdown of fiber because it's not like protein where there's a whole 
you know, it's got 20 different amino acid profiles. It is significant. It is important. Um, but yeah, same. so is fibre. And that in a nutshell is kind of why we need it. Again, I'm not going to try and fill you full of information that you don't really need. Um, just more of kind of keeping it real for you so you know sort of why everybody's bleating on about it at the moment. Um yeah, if weight loss especially is your goal, then fibre and protein are the things that you should either A, be tracking, B, be more mindful of, or C, completely understand where you're getting it from. If you need a bit of help there, you can always flip me a message um, or ask on our socials, for instance. Um, yeah, so that, in a little bit of a nutshell, is your information today on protein and fibre. Um, some of it can seem a little bit disconnected at times. I hope I haven't confused you even more. Um, seriously in my textbook that I was referencing today the chapters on protein are extensive it relays right back down to ourselves as I said earlier it is um, conflicting information for some and if you don't understand the science of it um, it's just a bit of a minefield you don't need to understand all the science of it you just need to know how vital and important it is and that this is what you should be addressing addressing rather when you're thinking about altering your diet um, you will be under-eating your protein. Not going to lie there. Um, so yeah, where are you getting your protein from? Are you getting your five um, plus serves of vegetables a day and your two fruits, two plus serves of fruits per day for your fibre? Are you getting them in? Chances are you may not. So maybe that's something you could focus on in the future is upping your protein requirements and, um, and your fibre intake because they do play a huge uh, role in keeping life simple, really. And like I say, we want to kiss, we want to keep it simple, stupid. Because going forward, that is the best way that you can navigate the minefield that is nutrition, even more so if you're a social media um, participant, because, man, the nutrition bullshit is pretty high. And uh, especially around the festive season of which when this um, podcast was recorded, we're just heading into Christmas of 2022. Um, yeah, thank you for joining me. Save us as your favourite podcasts. Um, as always, you'll find us on social media. You can drop me a, a line at janet at rigstrength.com. I uh, thank you again for joining us today. And uh, yeah, can't wait to see where this takes us. Bye.